Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Adam, we are live. Uh, Thank you for joining us here today. Adam from Chicago. How are you doing out there, Adam? Hi, it's the Windy City out here today, Ari. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous outside. We've got a stunning 68 degrees. Um, It's just in time for hoodie weather. Yes, but lots of sunshine as well, I see, because you had to close your blinds before we began recording. Yeah, we have to, I, RJ and I, I bought a like walking tour of our neighborhood for this morning. Oh, I was going to ask what it, yeah, perfect weather then. Yeah, perfect weather. And I'm so excited. The guy, I saw this guy, like people talking about his tours on Twitter and then I saw yeah. that he was doing one in our neighborhood and I was like, oh, this is fun. And it was like 20 bucks. It was like wow. super cheap. Yeah. Oh, I'm that's so nice. And through your neighborhood specifically, that's extra cute. That It's yeah. like you're doing one of your own neighborhood. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Um, I'm not doing a walking tour today, but I think we're going to go to the Ikea over here for the first time. Um <gasps> Just because we need a, we just need a bookshelf in this room. There's like so much stuff that just doesn't really have a place. So we're gonna try mm-hmm. and get a bookshelf that we can, that we like enough that we'll just take it with us when we move. Yeah. Um, which we do have like a little bit of a house update. <gasps> um, so I haven't really talked about this on here, I don't think yet. But we do have a house, but we don't know like when we're moving in or anything. So now it's looking like uh, there was like a chain of like people who were. Buying, selling, buying, selling. Like it was, you know, everyone was waiting for the top of the chain. Yes. Um, So the people at the top have now put in an offer for a property that does not have anyone up above it. So it would end the chain. And then once that happens, once that's finalized, um, because they're in negotiations, I guess, like this weekend. So Uh either it was sorted yesterday or hopefully will be sorted on Monday or by Monday. And then things will like start rolling. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm like, uh, please. <laughs> I know, I just noticed you are already adopting some British, uh, Britishisms, some colloquialisms. No. By referring to it as sorted. Sorted is very oh. British. So that's <laughs> that all is sorted. true. Yeah. That's been sorted. Yeah. That's, that's sorted. true. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they always say like pop by instead of stop by. So like, oh, can we pop by? Yeah. Um, or I'm trying also, to Also, like, specifically with sorted, Americans would say sorted out. Yeah, yeah. That's the British sorted just, out. Yeah, they but just we say, say sorted. sorted. To get that yeah. sorted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's get into it. This week we read chapter 32 called Out of the Fire. Uh, Adam, what happens in this chapter? Okay, in this chapter, Harry is determined to verify whether or not Voldemort is truly <laughs> to verify. I love it. Yes, correct. Tort- but I just love torturing that. serious. <laughs> and he gets so uh, apprehended by professor Umbridge. Yeah. Well said. Okay. So if we remember from the last chapter, Harry had collapsed. He had had his dream yeah. or what he thought was, a, he had a vision he had, he, he, had had a a real, <laughs> he had a real that's so Raven moment. He's going to put Trelawney out of a gig, girl. Yeah. He's coming for your gig. Yeah. Um, 
so he like had come to and so in the start of this chapter professor tofty is like ushering him out of the entrance or the exam room which is just the great hall and is like are you okay the like exam room yeah. <laughs> aka great hall <laughs> um are you okay like you know a bunch of students always like get stressed yeah, out about happens, exams and yeah. pass out blah 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 um are you i like are you able to go to the hospital wing? Do you need to finish your test? And Harry's like, no, I think it's fine. And he was like, I'm okay. Good. Okay. I'm so done. He like I'm, I'm finished. The, he takes him to the entrance hall and it's like, okay, we'll go see Madame Pomfrey, blah, blah, blah. Harry sprints to the hospital wing, like books it. And mm-hmm. he rushes in and Madame Pomfrey is like, excuse me, what's going on? And he's yeah. like, I need to see Professor McGonagall. And she goes, oh, Miss Girl is not here no more. She, Miss she Girl? Got, she got transferred to St. Mungo's. Miss girl, she's gone. <laughs> and in this moment, Harry is like, Dumbledore's gone. Hagrid is gone. Minnie's gone. Minnie yeah. is gone. The Order of the Phoenix, who work at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, are all gone. No one's there. Well. Well. We'll Harry. get to that. Yeah. So he's like, fuck. We're fucked. Um... And then Poppy mentions that she, like, because she obviously references the four stunning spells that hit Minerva, and that's why she had to go to St. Mungo's. She's like, she's lucky she didn't die, basically. And then she also says that she almost resigned in protest, but she cares about the students too much and wants to make sure they're okay, so she didn't. But she was, she was finna. Yeah, she was about to leave, which we knew because Minnie is her Besties. girl. Yeah. Yeah. Ari, if you got hit by four stunning spells and I was the um, the head nurse at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, I would resign in protest. <laughs> I would probably tell you not to, though, because I would be like, you have to protect the kids. That's true. They were I'm sure left that's what at that school did. with that crazy woman. I'm sure that when she was in the hospital wing, Poppy was like, I'm resigning. And Minerva, and Minerva was like, no, you must. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, Poppy. Can you imagine, though, Adam, for real, like, actually think about if we worked at a school where there obviously were, like, tons of kids that were around this age, and then a woman like Umbridge was working at the school with us, we would hate that bitch. (laughs) Like, we would not be able to hide it. Like, both of us would just be, like, Minerva. Like, Minerva McGonagall and, like, Flitwick. (laughs) That we ever had in schooling that was anywhere remotely close to Umbridge. I mean, she's so villainous. It's like a cartoon. Like she's not, she's not a real person in any way, and that's fine. But no, no, um, there are definitely teachers I mean, who were not good people. I mean, I'm sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. there are def- there are someone in the world has had a teacher like this. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's maybe not without great. the like. The self-mutilation probably is the only difference. Oh, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. God. Yuck. Um, so he leaves the hospital wing. He's like, I don't know what to do. Who do I go to? I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. <laughs> Who can he's, I speak to? Ron and Hermione catch up to him, and he's like, I have to tell you what happened. Because they're like, what? what? You just... What's going like, on? What's yeah. What's ha- happening? Yeah. So he pulls them in like an empty classroom. He tells them the story. And immediately... Ron and Hermione are like, okay. Well, Ron asks, how how did Voldemort get to the Department of Mysteries at 5 p.m. in the middle of a weekday? Like, 
The yeah, Hermione's like everyone's there. Bull. Yeah, yeah. So pretty quickly during the conversation, Harry's able to convince Ron to some degree that like it's real. Obviously, because Ron, Ron's Had dad was saved. By, yeah, Ron's dad was yeah. saved by Harry's vision. So yeah. I think he's more more willing likely to, like, to believe. Yeah. yeah. And so they both like turn and like kind of like gang up on Hermione to be like, it's real, blah, blah, blah. And like Harry's, I don't blame Harry. I don't blame Harry in this chapter because he is, he literally got gaslit in the most extreme, the most extreme form of gaslighting. He's just fully being manipulated. Yes. Visual, like with the, he's, he's received a visual manipulation. That is going yeah. to make him act in a way that, like, of course he's going to react that way because he cares about Sirius. Right. I like that they question it because I think you're supposed to, as then the reader, be like, also question if this is, like, reliable. I think the first time mm-hmm. I read it, I just, like, believed anything Harry said ever. So I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, right. There. You don't, Yeah, yeah. You're too young to really question it. Yeah. You take it all as, like, at face value. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she, she then, she then does point out to Harry, this is Hermione, obviously. Yeah. That he may have a bit of a, what she calls a saving people thing. A hero what complex. I, I will refer to as a hero complex. Yeah. <laughs> and she points out very astutely that Voldemort has lured Harry somewhere before in order to save someone. It was in book yeah. two, Chamber of Secrets. Ginny. Correct. Yeah. I think that's very smart. I mean, whatever. I think it's very smart to call back to that reference because that is yeah. kind of what ends up happening. I was um, going to say, it's another... I mean, Hermione is typically always right. Yeah. I'm just saying. So at this point... Harry's like about to fly off the handle with Hermione. Like he's like so mm-hmm. upset that she, he's she's questioning him. Yeah. And he like is fully convinced in this moment right now in London, Sirius Black is getting tortured by yeah. Voldemort. So he like wants to like leave. Now, yeah. they don't have a plan at this point. I, whatever. But... He like wants, he's like ready to go. He's like, mm-hmm. this needs, we need to wrap this conversation up. If you, yeah. either you're with me or you're against me. Yeah. At this point, Ginny and Luna walk in because they'd heard Harry like screaming in this classroom. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, we heard your voice. What's going on? He was like, nothing to do with you. And Ginny immediately is like, you don't need to take that fucking tone. With yeah, me. I am Ginny. Ginny <laughs> eats. So good. Yeah. And then the, I like the line, you're being rather rude, you know, said, <laughs> said Luna rude, serenely. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of like Luna instances in this chapter that are very funny. Yeah. There's one great. like, there's one later where she's just like looking out the window while everybody's like caught and she's just like <laughs> very bored by the situation. It's so funny. <laughs> so. Hermione is finally like Luna. Luna's probably on the spectrum, isn't she? She's just on the spectrum. Has to be. Has to be. That's all. Yeah. Neurodivergent. Um. So Hermione is able to convince Harry that she's like, listen, 
if we can just verify that Sirius isn't at home, then yeah. I'm willing to believe that this is happening. I yeah. just need like something other than this dream that you're not yeah. even supposed to be having. Yeah. Because blah, blah, blah. And then he obviously has gotten super defensive when she like had mentioned that he was supposed to be blocking his mind to this anyway. And he's like, but if I had blocked my mind to this, then I wouldn't know that this was happening. Da, 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 mm. Because he again thinks that this is actually really real. Yeah. So she's like, let's, let's come up with a plan where mm-hmm. we somehow get into Umbridge's office. So you yeah. can flew network to yeah. Grimald place and just verify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why doesn't he just take the flu night? Why doesn't he just go physically? Yeah. Go yeah. to the house. Yeah. I mean, he might as well. Cause they're there. Would that like set off alarm bells more than like a, what I'm calling a, a phone call would. <laughs> yeah. We have no reason to think that. Yeah. There's no reason why we, we, there's nothing that's happened in this book that would make us think that or in any of the books. Yeah. Um, Cause at least then he's in London. You know what I mean? I, the thing that is the most annoying, which I think happens at the end of this book is Sirius has given Harry this mirror to talk to him and Harry has not used it once. He made this huge thing about giving Harry this mirror to be able to communicate with him. And Harry has not used it even once. He just has totally forgotten about it. It's very annoying. Yeah. Um, so they, here's the plan to get Harry into Umbridge's office surreptitiously. So Ron is going to come in and say that Peeves is smashing the transfiguration department. And Mm -hmm. if on the chance Ron happens to pass by Peeves on the way, he might just convince him to do it anyway. Yeah. Because he's Fred and George's brother. So they might actually have some sway. (laughs) Ginny and Luna are going to be lookouts. Again, Luna doesn't know that Sirius is alive and well. So this is like funny that she's like, when you say Sirius, are you referring to that? Like one random character that they were talking about? Like that was serious. Yeah. Yeah. And they just ignore her. It's very funny. Um, (laughs) So they're going to be lookouts at the opposite ends of the hallway and be like, Oh my God, the gas in the hallway is so bad guys. Like you have yeah. to get another way. Harry and Hermione are going to go into the office together. They're going to use the invisibility cloak. And then she's going to be the lookout in like the office while uh-huh. Harry's got his head in a fireplace. Yeah. Very normal thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this Pretty so Harry runs up, he goes to grab the invisibility cloak, they all meet up together. It's happening right now. Mm-hmm. They start clearing out the hallway. Umbridge is out of the office. They sneak in. Hermione immediately remarks that she's like, Oh, I thought it was gonna be harder because I I assumed after the second niffler in her office that she was gonna set up more protections. We'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hermione girl. But she didn't. So he immediately goes over the fireplace, flues, puts his head in Grimald place. Mm -hmm. And he sees, you know, the dank nastiness that is that house. Right. Yeah. And he hears creature like come into the room. And this is the conversation between Harry and creature. Okay. I'm ready. Harry's like, 
where is Sirius? And Creature says he's not here. Okay. So Creature definitely confirms that Sirius is not in number 12 Grimald Place. I also feel like it's important to note that Dobby, or Dobby, that Creature <laughs> has injured his hands, right? Isn't that his hands yes. are wrapped up? Yes. Just saying. Very important to note. So he confirms that Sirius isn't at home. And then Harry says, is he at the Department of Mysteries? To which Creature's like, sure, he's at the Department of Mysteries. I hope, not on Harry, he's 15. I hope that when Harry... uh gets or training he learns like how to interrogate someone because you don't offer I where mean, exactly where you're that's looking. not true yeah. actually because police do this all the time where they offer the answer they want the person to say mm, yeah to manipulate them yeah, yeah to manipulate them mm. so you know what maybe he is destined to be a cop <laughs> um Good lord but yeah that was like i let i think it's very smart the way this dialogue exchange happens, because if you read it back and you're really looking for like, what is creature actually saying? He doesn't mm-hmm. really volunteer the information. He's just kind mm-hmm. of like agreeing to whatever Harry is saying. The yeah. only thing he does say is that Sirius isn't at home. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's just, it, it, I, I obviously yeah. we're reading this knowing what ends up happening sure, sure. because I think I'm with you that when I would have first read this, there's no way, like I would have been no. like, well, this is confirmation. It's, it's, con- it's cleverly written to like, yeah. if you're, if you are, and like no one reads these books like this. No one yeah, reads no. chapter by chapter and like sits and ruminates about it for a week before <laughs> Just reading us. the next one. <laughs> But like for for uh, to your point, he could have just walked into the house and run through to like make absolutely sure. Yeah. But I, Harry Harry is only doing this, I think, uh, because Hermione's like her, we need to do this before we go. That, yeah. Yeah. He's fully convinced. Yeah, it's almost like Hermione should feel that way. Hermione should have been the one to stick her head to in be and like, like, "Hey, let creature. yeah, yeah," because she's more yeah. in a like objective third party. Yeah, yeah, she's more objective. Definitely. Um, cool. <laughs> so, uh, so what I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make is that, um, it is Harry's fault that Sirius dies in this. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh God. So we are blaming Harry for Sirius's death. We're not. That's what <laughs> oh, we're, no. we're coming out to say. <laughs> um, so that's the conversation with Creature. And then he immediately like gets his head pulled back out of the fire. Right. So he is interrupted in his defense. Like yes. he can't, if he was going to try and ask more information, he was prevented from doing that. Correct. Um, by, you know, none other than Dolores herself. Nightmare. And she is like, <laughs> she like fully has like I've won. This is She's my like, time. Yeah, the when Ursula becomes like uh is like oh, the giant too version? light. Like that moment yes. and her like tentacles oh, all flip oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Um 
And the Inquisitorial Squad has brought in basically everybody else. So Ginny, they brought Ron, they brought Luna, and they also brought Neville. Can I ask a question here? I'd love for you to ask a question, Ari. I thought the Inquisitorial Squad had been dropping like flies. Yeah, I thought they were all like, I thought the whole thing was falling apart. So why? We've got the core. To, we've got the core group of four that we're still chugging along, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. So to confirm, uh, Crab and Goyle are on the inquisitorial yes. inquisitorial squad. Apparently, they needed some muscle. Crab Goyle, Millicent Bolstrow. Oh, Millicent, oh no, Pans. Yes. Wait, was it? Mil- she, yeah, it's Millicent. It's Millicent. Millicent. Yeah, and then Draco, right? And Draco. Is Pansy even there? Pansy's not even there. Okay. And the other one who has brought Neville. What? That's not Pansy? Who was that? No. There's like a, no, it's like an, a random one. George. <laughs> George! <laughs> I don't know. They called his last name out. Oh, Warrington. It's Warrington. Warrington. Yeah. Warrington. Him. Him. So, okay. So they get, everybody gets caught. Neville is caught because... He was like trying to defend Ginny and they were like, well, you must be involved too. (laughs) So they just took him as well. (laughs) So it's, we're really in a, in a bit of dire straits for Mr. Potter. This is your classic, you know, hero, heroes caught, unable to escape. How are they going to get out of this situation? This is the devil's snare of this book. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so much that happens. Okay. Malfoy, there's a line that I really liked that I wanted to write because it's a great use of the word. Uh, Professor Umbridge makes a joke. She says, like, I guess soon the school be Weasley free, won't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maniacal (laughs) laugh. Yeah. And it says Malfoy laughed loudly and sycophantically. Oh, yeah. Sycophantically. Uh, Sycophantically is a great word. Yeah. That's your vocab for the day, sycophantically. Yes. Um, okay. So she immediately is like asking Harry questions. He's obviously not going to tell her any answers, right? He's not a, he's a ding dong, but he's not that much of a ding dong. He's not a snitch. He's not a rat. She's like Malfoy. She says, she tells Draco to go get Snape. And at this moment, the last few brain cells that Harry has rubbed together. And Harry's he's like, like, oh my God, he's in the order. <laughs> he's going to save <sighs> us. I can communicate with him and fi- he'll figure it out. <sighs> so <clears throat> Snape comes in and she's like, I need Veritaserum. Now, I do think it's funny. She literally could have just asked Draco to go get Veritaserum from Snape. But the idea yeah. of making Draco bring Snape. To, like, give him the command. To then give him the command for him to then, in her mind, like, he would have to then go back. And again. do it, yeah. Like, like, efficiency of movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Umbridge, you really need to think, think two yeah, steps girl. ahead. <laughs> So she wants she wants more Vera serum. He's like, I gave you my stock. I told you when you were gonna truth truth tell Harry or whatever that 
he, you need three drops. How much did you fucking use that Verita serum? And she's like, well, I need more. And he's like, okay, well, I can get you more. It's going to take a full moon cycle. So it'll be ready in about a month. And she's like, that's unacceptable. And he's like, and that's the potion. To, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. What do you want me to do about it? I don't we control have, the moon cycle. We have created. <laughs> yes. It's the line in Barbie when she's like, I don't control the flow of commerce. Um, yeah. He's like, I don't, I, we have created a society in which I cannot just place an Amazon order. We have kept ourselves to a point where we are refusing to work in such a capacity that it would be advantageous for us to order something and get it next day shipping. Because yeah. if that was the case, she might be fine. But the Wizarding World is a flop, okay? It's so not like that wait, at all. They have to wait a full moon cycle to get some damn mm. drops. Yeah, three drops. <laughs> So I love that she, is, she used the entire little like vial that he gave her and Harry didn't even drink it, girl. Yeah. He didn't even drink it. He was She's pretending so to drink stupid. it the whole time. <laughs> At least so, do it right, girl. Come on. Yeah. Well, also, it's funny because she doesn't know he didn't drink it unless I guess she figured it out when he put his drink back down and realized like it's the same. No, did, I thought he like didn't he do the little like dump thing or something? When she wasn't looking. That was so many weeks ago. I yeah, I know. I can't, I can't remember. Um, so Isn't it funny how that happens? Like, I'll completely forget, like, what happened in a previous chapter. I I can't tell you a single thing that happened, like, three like weeks ago. Like, in last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. then she's, like, so mad at Snape that he's unable to help her in this moment that she puts him under probation. And he's like, okay. And like goes to leave. Meanwhile, this whole time, Harry has been like trying to, I don't know, just like think manifest that Snape is going to manifest, realize. Manifest, yeah. Occlumens. Yeah. Well, because again, <laughs> Snape didn't actually teach him anything. Maybe this could have worked if Snape had actually given him some training, but he didn't. So we don't know. Oh my God, Adam. I just realized I read, I listened to this chapter and next chapter. Well, we're doing it tomorrow. No, I know. But like, I didn't take, it, that was the chapter that I was doing, but like, I didn't take notes on it. I just, it kept going and I didn't, oh, you like, didn't stop check listening. The, like, chapter 33. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Did you like, did you like my Jim Dale? Chapter 33. <laughs> chapter 31. What is it called? Fight and flight. Yeah. Well, it'll be easier to take notes, I guess. I've, I haven't done that. I haven't done that this entire podcast. I've never like accidentally. She's been a good girl listening. the whole show, listeners. Please wow. keep supporting. Please keep listening. Please don't let Ari's a fuck up. <laughs> Please don't abandon the pod. <laughs> so, um, Harry. So Harry's trying to be like. Sirius has been taken. Voldemort is torturing Sirius in the Department of Mysteries. And just like, he's like, if I think it hard enough, he will just figure it out. I mean, you know what? I'd be trying anything too at this point if I was Harry. Yeah. Listen, I can't even blame You're him. You're desperate, at this point. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So then finally, right as 
Snape is about to leave, Harry's like, I just have to say it. I can't let this opportunity go to waste. So he screams out, he's got Padfoot. He's got Padfoot at the place where it's hidden. I mean, I think well done. Well done. You know, it's the most like specific he can be without Umbridge straight up knowing what's going on. But also, Adam. Yeah. It's not a bad thing if a bunch of people show up in the Department of Mysteries. Even if they don't know what's going on, it's not a bad thing. It wouldn't hurt if they, if anyone just went, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. To interrupt whatever's happening. So I'm kind of like, I understand we don't like Umbridge. Like I hate the bitch, but like what, what is, what would be so wrong about if you told her, actually you want someone to go to the department of mysteries right now. Like you, that's, that's what you want. But that's happen. the brilliance of Sirius Black being the one who Voldemort is using in his vision oh, to Harry. I guess that's right. Because if it was like they don't Dumbledore, to get Harry would easily yeah, go be true. like send someone to whatever. But like that's true. Harry's Sirius would go back to Azkaban. Then. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. So, I mean, I'll give her points for that for sure. Um. So he says he's got Padfoot at the place where it's hidden. Do we, at this point, Snape is, what do you think? He's got, he's knows immediately what he's saying, or he's like got half a, half a glimmer of what's going on. I always have a hard time with this because obviously we're aware that Snape knows the nicknames that they all went by. Right. Um, So I'm trying to remember back to the first time that I read this, if I was like, does he get it? Like, cause I, I understand why he has to act as if he didn't understand. I think what would throw off the thing is at the place where it's hidden because yeah, maybe he doesn't know. He, Harry still thinks it's a weapon. Yeah. And I think the order at this point has just been protecting the department of mysteries to ensure no one goes in. Right. I mean, or, I'm sure Snape knows more yeah, about Harry than Harry knows. You know, well, he so heard the like, damn prophecy. Yeah. yeah. So he knows what exactly what uh, Voldemort's after and stuff like also, that. But okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. What? He heard the prophecy. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't technically he just tell? He someone? just tell. Well, Dumbledore's I mean, he's, not. He's, he's the good yeah, guy. Dumb- so whatever. They're not, no one actually wants the prophecy from the order's side. They're just trying to stop Voldemort from getting it. Right, right, right. I just mean like, couldn't, or I guess, I guess Snape doesn't know that, or I'm sorry. I guess Voldemort doesn't know that Snape is the one that the prophecy was told to. I don't know. He, he might, because I don't. I can't remember exactly why Voldemort is so hell bent on getting this orb thing. Like, I can't remember what it, it, like he thinks maybe that's the answer of how he can defeat Harry. Maybe. I don't really know. Cause the, okay. I can't remember. Spoiler alert for three chapters from now. (laughs) The prophecy is neither can live while the other survives. Yeah. That's like the crux of the whole 
prophecy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I just remembered. So Snape left before the prophecy was before um, she was finished speaking, I believe. Oh, He's just like, I can't handle this right now. I have someone, to go. <laughs> no, I think someone caught him. Uh, like oh, like so he had overheard it. And then there was like a little scuffle. And then he got away and went and told Voldemort what happened. But he didn't hear the full thing. He just heard the like August thir- or the July 31st. July, part. yeah. 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 It's a very specific yeah. part. They're going to come after a Leo baby. And that's all we know. Also, it's very <laughs> funny that like. The prophecy is super specific at the beginning by being like, it's a, it's someone who was born on this day. It will and then it end, And then it ends by being like, and very like philosophical, neither can live while the other survives. What does mm. that mean? Ooh. Yeah, I <laughs> can't remember vague. the full prophecy. So I'm interested to actually hear it again. Cause yeah. I'm like, it's been a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but to, going back to your original question of like, yeah, I know he's eating his little breakfast, um, his little breakfast scraps, yeah, <laughs> whatever was left over, yeah, um, from last night. I, I don't remember. I think I was very concerned that Snape hadn't understood, or I think the over the overarching thought was like, oh my god, he's just always a jerk. Like, yeah, he's, this is such an emergency situation, and he still is being an asshole. Yeah. I think that was my initial reaction to Snape. The first time, yeah. The first time I probably was probably, I was probably like, he, I just always, as a kid, I was like, always like, Snape's a bad guy. Yeah. Every book when they were like, he sucks. And you were right. (laughs) And still at the end of the day, guess what? We are right. He did one good Um, thing that does not absolve him from every bad thing he ever did. I do think like there is some way that you could have told Harry there's some, if you are an Occlumens or like, can't he send a voice into Harry's head or can't he like give him some type of sign that he, it's just, it's just a little hard for me to believe that like, cause I'm, I, I don't believe that Snape, if he is so worried about protecting Harry, that he thinks Harry's not going to try and do something about this like he's obviously going to do something reckless if you don't tell him that you're handling it right that's the question is like is can you use it tele is it can it just be tele telepathy yeah can you just like send messages but can you text via your mind (laughs) yeah exactly but also i don't think like harry could have gone to snape after this and been like Okay, now I'm going to tell you, like, Sirius is in the Department of Mysteries, like, just straight up. Like, the fact that... Yeah, I, I don't mean, remember I know what get... happens after Grop. I know yeah, what happens they, in the next chapter, but the, I... Yeah, yeah, they leave the forest, like, immediately after, basically. So, yeah, they, sure, like, get in, on the in, festivals and they go. Yeah, in the whole, like, urgency thing, I believe that. That it's just, they're like, we just got to get there. Like, we just have yeah. to go find him. Like, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like... This is where, though, like, I would just go to an adult at this yeah, age. Flit, I flit wings, p- Sprout, anybody, sinis- Sinistra, yeah, anybody. Girl, we would have gone to Peps right away. I mean, one, because we were Hufflepuffs. But, like, you know what I would have gone to, genuinely? Who? Who's, who's the lady running the exam? The, like, friend of Dumbledore's. Oh, yeah. I would have gone to right. her. 
Oh gosh, what is her name? And she works at the ministry, so she would have had contacts who were like there in the building. Wait, what is her name again? Madam. Uh, I think it's George. No, you keep saying George. (laughs) (laughs) So annoying. George. And there's a character in this book named George. Like, dang it, what is her name? Where's the Marchbanks? Professor Marchbanks. Professor Marchbanks. Yeah. But then he would have had to yell it because she's deaf. She's a hundred <laughs> yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. She totally missed the whole thing with Hagrid because she couldn't hear it. She didn't <laughs> hear it. She didn't know what was going on. Oh, man. Okay. So at this point, Snape has left and she is fully like, well, you're making me do this. I can't. There's no other choice. I have no other option to myself. I got to, I got to resort to, I got to resort to. Also- <laughs> Also, sorry to interrupt you because that was amazing. But (laughs) (laughs) also, I just think it's important to mention that Snape left by saying, if I want you to mutter nonsense at me, I'll give you like a babbling draft or something like that. And that's how he decided to go out. Yeah, Yeah, babbling beverage. And he like just went out by saying that. So I'm like, yeah, I would also probably be like, we're doomed. Yeah. Well, he was my last hope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so she basically is talking herself into the act she has decided she has to perform, which is she's going to use the Cruciatus curse on Harry. You know, one of the unforgivable curses. This would be the second Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in a row to use this curse. What is going students. on? <laughs> there are no rules in the wisdom. I hate it here. And this moment is where she gives away. Adam, do you want to okay, say Okay, this is good. Okay, yes. So she's like, I'm going to use the Cruciatus Curse. Hermione says, no, you can't. It's illegal. And she's like, well, sometimes rules are made to be broken. And then Girl. just willingly, this is, this, Ari, this but me, so hard. She willingly out of nowhere is just like, guess what, girly pop? I sent the Dementors after you this summer. And I'm trying to decide if it would have been, if it's like even, if I even needed the explanation of the Dementors. First of all, I think, I don't think, I think Umbridge is a ding dong. But I don't think she's stupid enough that in this moment when she's about to perform the Cruciatus curse on a student, that she's holding him at wand's length and is like, let me also explain I sent Dementors after you in front of a room of people. I don't buy this. Like, I don't, it bumped me so hard. I was like, I don't even think the reveal that she is the one who did it is really, are you just looking at Friedrich? How he's just staring at you? (laughs) Yeah. Look at him. Um, I don't even think it's. He sat like right perfectly where he could look into the camera. It's so cute. I weed. (laughs) I don't, I just don't think it's worth it. Honestly, it is very strange. I mean, it's similar, though, to when she was like, um, all the fires being watched except my my own, of course. Right. Like, but that one, that one, you can be like, oh, she just like it was overspoke. just her and him. Yeah. Too. Like, it she's wasn't not in front revealing of a bunch of people. She's that ends up being advantageous to Harry. But it's not like a oh, this massive secret of a nefarious yeah. act I did. I just yeah. decided to spill the beans in front of 
Like this happens all the time in movies and film where the, like the vil- we've talked about it in this book where like the yeah. villain will just like start o- monologuing. Yeah. And it's their and downfall. It's fine, yeah. But usually it's just like when the hero and the villain are together alone. It's not the hero, the villain. And then like, and a eight, whole bunch eight of, of yeah. their closest friends are all just like standing around listening. It's so bizarre to me. And I just, yeah. if it was like, Okay, so then the other option is, like, either we find out some other way that she that she sent the Dementors after them, which I feel like could have been revealed on their walk to Grop. Maybe she could have done it that way. Yeah, that, that would have been, been a, a better, better moment because it's or just we Harry just, and Hermione. Or we just never reveal it, and so it's up to the audience to des- decide if, like, if the Ministry did it or if Voldemort has gotten mm, to the Dementors at this point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's bad either. Like, I don't think it has to be... You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to figure out yeah, from yeah. like a point of like the narrative structure of the thing. If like, if this is the way that I'm like, oh, she really was bad this whole time. Like you've written mm. her to be such a villain. I don't need this to be like, oh, she yeah. really was evil. Like, girl, I, yeah, week like book or chapter 10. She was like having him scratch, like having him, having him had cut into his hand. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. I couldn't talk. It's okay. So that's the only thing. I it mean, just, I don't, it just bumped me. I don't mind it being revealed that she did that, but I agree with you that it would have made more sense if she did it while it was just her, Harry and Hermione, and then said something like, well, I'll tell you because no one will ever believe you anyway. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something like that, where it's more of like revealing her secret in that moment because she thinks obviously no one's ever going to believe them or, or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, it is weird that she said it. And I mean, maybe it could be just, oh, they're all children. So whatever. But it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess she wants to brag about it because she like she feels like she solved the Harry Potter problem. Yeah. But but you didn't, girl, because he still came to school. So, you, yeah, it didn't work. Joke's on you. <laughs> so it's just it. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Just get to the Gruciatus curse, girl. So anyway, right as she's about to start the curse, she's got her wand po- pointed at Harry's forehead. Hermione's like, it's, I have to, I'm going to tell. And everyone in the room is like, like full, like this is mama, give this woman an Oscar. I she know. Immediately convinces everyone that she is about to reveal, spill every single yeah. secret. Yeah. Harry's like jaw is slack. Ginny has stopped. Like, She's looking at Hermione like she's like a brand new person. She's like, what is going on? And then uh, Hermione's like, okay, here's what happened. (laughs) We were trying to contact Dumbledore. 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 And she's like, oh, were you, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yes, we looked everywhere. We looked at the three broomsticks. We looked at the, we, we were just. Yeah, I know the places that she was giving. I was like, we were looking in the leaky cauldron. And Umbridge is like, you idiot. Like, do you think Dumbledore is just hanging out at the leaky cauldron? The Ministry of Magic's looking for him and nobody knows. Like, come on, girl. Yeah. That's very funny. But also like Dolores doesn't think highly of muggles anyway. I mean, she doesn't, she definitely looks, doesn't, it's not as bad as like her situation with like hot half humans. Yeah. But like, there's no way she's looking at 
Hermione, like she's the smartest person in the room anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's willing to believe that Hermione would be the stupid to be like, yeah, let's check the leaky cauldron for Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And at this point, everyone is like, oh, she's lying. And all like they all start to like do little tells of their being like, oh, oh. But no one's paying attention to all of them. They're all just watching her mind, yeah. so they don't really see it. I liked that uh, added yeah. like, little thing. So she's like, we had to let him know because we ha- the, the weapon is ready. Mm-hmm. And Umbridge is like, what weapon? And she's like, I don't know how it works, but... We were just supposed to... I don't understand it. We were supposed to get it ready, and then we were supposed to tell Dumbledore when it was ready, and so that's what we were trying to do. We were just getting the weapon ready. And so Umbridge is like, okay, you're going to take me to the weapon. And Hermione says, no, not... I'll, I'll take you and you alone. Yeah. And Umbridge is like, you are not in the position to bargain, and Hermione, this is the, the most brilliant thing Hermione yeah. does. She is so quick on her feet. She's so smart. She's immediately like, fine, I hope everybody figures out that there's a massive weapon and then they use it against you because you're so mean. I hate you, Umbridge. And immediately, first of all, not crying at all. It's very funny. Yeah. Immedi- not a single tear was shed. Immediately, Umbridge is like, oh, shit. I don't want these kids to have a weapon that they could use against me. And she looks around and her Malfoy has like a stupid smile on his face. And she immediately Yeah, he's got like, like a little gleam in his eye. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's going to use it against me. So she's like, fine. You, me, and Harry are oh, going to... Oh, is that how you interpreted it? Yeah. I interpreted it that she was worried. So Hermione was obviously trying to protect the students from something happening to them. So she was like, oh, we're only going to take her. Um, with us. So I thought Umbridge was looking around and obviously Malfoy, she sees that Malfoy is interested in the weapon or whatever, but I thought it was, she was concerned that she was going to get in trouble, AKA a parent like Lucius Malfoy would try and like come for her. And that's why she looked at Draco. I had a completely different thought. That's so funny. Oh no. I thought it was, uh, yeah. Cause Hermione says like, they'll use the weapon against you. And so then she turns around and sees Draco smiling. And I was like, Oh Hold on. Maybe I missed. Listen, I was reading so late last night. Yeah. So then these words have a power, had a powerful impact on Umbridge. She glanced swiftly and suspiciously around at her inquisitorial squad, her bulging eyes resting for a moment on Malfoy, who was too slow to disguise the look of eagerness and greed that had appeared upon his face. So that's why I, the way she was like, she looked around suspiciously at them. I was like, Oh, she doesn't trust them. She doesn't want anyone to have the power except her. Right. So um, she's like, okay, that's fine. You, me, and Harry are going to go and you're going to lead me to the weapon. And Malfoy's like, you need us. You need our help. And she's like, do you think that I need underage? I am not able to control two underage wizards with no wands. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fair enough. And so then Harry and Zaya. Hermione okay. lead lead Umbridge to we don't know where I don't know where they're gonna go. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. But it's brilliant. I mean the idea of being like, oh, a weapon, because like he's not not a weapon. 
I'll say that. Yeah. Rap is a violent <laughs> creature. So. <laughs> and that's it. That's the chapter. Amazing, Adam. Thank you. That actually wasn't too long. Yeah. It was a it was a quick read and there was just like a lot of uh there's a lot of dialogue that I like yeah. just kind of summarized, but yeah. Yeah, it felt way longer to me because I read two chapters apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even notice. Um all right, well that wraps up this chapter. Next week we'll be reading chapter 35, Fight and Flight. Uh we do not have a review or a comment this week, so please leave one for next week. You can find the podcast on Apple's, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts, as well as video versions on the Ampliverse YouTube channel and Spotify. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect Newt score, five stars only, or else um, you'll... Is there one for this? You'll almost have the... You're going to have the Cruciatus Curse performed on you. Yeah. Um. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HP Anxious or YouTube and TikTok at The Ampliverse. We are we are hosted on Spotify for podcasters, so thank you to them. And are a proud member of The Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. And as always, Knox. Knox. Knox.